welcome to From Fear to Fire, secrets to overcome fear, embrace your gifts, and achieve success. This is the place where real people share real challenges and where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. I am Heather Hansen O'Neill. I am your host, and our quote today is by Bob Riley. Hard times don't create heroes. It is during hard times that the hero within us is revealed. Now, I am really excited about our guest, Lane Knighting. He is CEO of Way of the Hero LLC, an adventure strategy consultancy that helps leaders excel through adventures that instill trust, inspire innovation, and accelerate growth. For nearly 20 years, he has taught leadership, communication, and performance at Arizona State University in his quest to help 49 million souls live their lives unmasked. He has led transformative adventures across the globe from Iceland to New Zealand. On a personal level, Knighting's dream is to cycle every country in the world. He's cycled 38 countries to date. And in 2021, he's guiding treks through Northern Europe, Romania, New York, and New Zealand. Knighting and his bride, Gaylene, have eight children and live in Mesa, Arizona. Welcome, Lane. How are you today? Heather, I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on this show. I love it. Oh, I'm really excited to hear your story and let people know how about the way of the hero. This is really, really cool. So you cycled across America. <laughs> why? Why did you do that? Exactly? Why did you do that, right? <laughs> you know, Heather, I think it all goes back to our childhood. There, I think that each one of us has within us our dream embedded in childhood. Mm. And mine was to go explore the world. I had a library of books in my parents' basement that were folk tales about places all over the world. And I would immerse myself in the parents' basement, uh, just devouring story after story after story. And all, all of them involved some troubadour or traveler getting out on the open road. And I wanted that in the worst way. So that's really the catalyst that led to it. Oh my goodness. Now you had this personal dream of cycling across America and it was what, 4,300 miles and it changed your approach to teaching, didn't it? Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. So wait, before we, before we get into that approach, I just have to ask you, what, what, what was it hard? Like how hard was it? What challenges? Cause I, I like to get to the heart of the, the fear or the issue or the challenge. You know, Heather, thanks for asking that question. I can't even begin to tell you all the fears that I had. Mm. Um, and I, like, look at the landscape. Married, seven kids at the time, uh, living paycheck to paycheck. How in the world do you take three months and mm. go bike across America <laughs> when you, you've got a job that you've got to work, you've got bills piling up, you've got student debt, Heather, I looked at each one of those roadblocks and I thought, there's no way. There is no way I can live this 10. It, it was a dream for about 10 years. Mm. And I thought it's impossible 
And so I thought, Heather, that maybe I would do, like most of us do, shelve it into the realm of retirement or someday, which you and I know is code word for never. Never going to happen. <laughs> right? It isn't. It's yeah. just never going to happen. But I had, you know, to really get the full story in, I got to go back 17 years prior. I was at my parents' home sitting across the table from my hero, my dad. And we were just shooting the breeze when he gave me a golden nugget that seemed at first like the biggest slap in the face. He talked about all his dreams and then how he got out of college and got knuckled down, nose to the grindstone, eking out a living. And he said, Lane, one day I woke up, looked in the mirror, and I was 40. And I thought, what do you got to show for it, knighting? He said, I looked at the kind of car I drove, kind of job I worked, kind of house I lived in, kind of family I had. And I thought about all those dreams. Mm. And I realized, Lane, that it was time. And I was right there. I, I was so hungry for the nugget of wisdom and the inspiration that would flow out of his lips. And instead, I got a slap in the face. Oh, no. He said, Lane, I realized it was time to let the dreams go. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> oh. oh, the knife in my heart. Okay, keep going. <laughs> you know, and so if I can ask you, what would you do if your hero just told you, shucks, Heather, if you didn't do it by the time you're 40, you may as well forget it. Mm. Well, you know, I, I, I'm a little bit of a rebel, so I probably would do it by 30. But so what was that like hanging over you and your decision process of I, I have to do it before 40? Yes. Yeah. So he actually helped you. Oh, my gosh. Yes. They, it was the best gift that dad has given me in this life. Hmm. He gave my dream what I call a death date, <laughs> which sounds ominous. I know it sounds really horror, but it's but, motivating. But um, suddenly, because I had this looming death date over me, I realized that and I, I knew deep inside, Heather, if I didn't do it by the time I was 40, I would never do it. Mm. And when you're faced with that, you suddenly pull out all the stops and all of those stories you have in your head about how you can't, mm. you shred them and you figure out, no, there's got to be a way. How can I make it possible? Wow. And so what did you have to shift either in your mind or, or in, in real life <laughs> to make it happen? Yeah, that's a great question. There was a lot. Um, first of all, I had to shred the idea that I had to do it myself. Mm. And I, I had lived a life of independence. You got to do it yourself. You know, raised in good old Idaho farm boy stock where <laughs> you've got to do it or it's not going to get done. And I, I just wasn't equipped. There was no way I could do it alone. 
and I actually went to a friend who, who uh, he, he lived a very different life, saw things very differently. And I said, I've got to do it, but I haven't a clue how I'm going to do it. Yeah. And he, he just said, hey, take your family with you. Ha! Yeah, right. I like um, going. And he said, no, go, go get a, a motor home. I said, yeah, right. Maybe you have that kind of money. I don't. Hmm. And he said, Lane, Lane, you don't get it. We live in Mesa. It is a Mecca for RVs. I can go down, pick up one for four grand, put a couple of grand into it. There's your home for the summer. And Heather, I was freaking out. I thought, <laughs> me? this is amazing. And went Went back, thought about how I pitched it to the family, pitched it, the suckers bought it. <laughs> and uh, and the, so there was that fear. There was the fear that uh, it would be selfish, that if I lived my dream, it was all self-indulgent and it wasn't really doing any good to my family and to the world around me, which I actually learned the exact opposite happened. Yes. But the, I, so I was worried about that. I was worried about physical safety, dogs on the road. And it turns out that all those fears, although they're, there's like a, a tiny kernel of truth in them, 99% of it is just false. Yeah. Uh, you know, when, when you're talking about, oh, is it selfish? It's, it's not selfish to be a beacon of hope and in what is possible. And I can only imagine how much fun your wife and seven kids at the time had and what an amazing experience that must have been for the entire family, not even mentioning all the people that you have touched with the story after that. It, it, you know, it's galvanized us in ways that I continue to see mm. now that my kids, many of them are, are grown, having families of their own. There's a, a deep interconnection between my kids that I sure didn't have with my siblings growing up. Mm. Um, and, and it goes from the top all the way to the bottom. And that's exciting to see. What a gift. What an absolute gift. So what else became possible because you did this? Well, you know, Heather, in my wildest dreams, I never imagined that I'd ever get the chance to go to India and New Zealand and Iceland and Europe. And like that, that, that just wasn't even in the realm of, of feasibility in my mind um because idaho farm boys just don't do that <laughs> that was the story i had stuck in my head for some reason yeah and in, instead you know i've gone with my sons to iceland uh we trekked through slovenia croatia and italy we've um i've i've snorkeled in iceland Ooh. i've flown airplanes uh, on an airplane, didn't fly the airplane in New Zealand. 
uh, got to attend a, a wedding in India. Oh my gosh, that was just incredible. How amazing. You know, when we live full out, it's incredible what can happen and, and not holding back. You know, I think that I'm going to go back to my original question that I cut you off from answering because I, I'm wondering if the, the hero's journey that I've heard you mention, is that, you know, is that part of what you learned that you teach other people? And can you tell us a little bit about that? Why, why is it important? Absolutely. Thanks, Heather. You know, for everybody out there, every single one of us has a call to adventure, a call to leave the known world and enter a world of the unknown that we don't control. Hmm. Now, to back up just a bit, and then I'll come back to that. The hero's journey, if you think about three consecutive circles, the first circle is the known world. It's a world that we're in right now that we control and understand really well. The second circle is the world of adventure, the world of unknown that operates by different laws and different rules and throws us into kind of chaos because we have to go back from being the one in control to being a rookie. Mm -hmm. And the third one is the return world. And in the hero's journey, it begins in that first circle where we get a call to adventure. There's something either that pushes us or pulls us. And a lot of times in the hero's journey, people reject it. And if they do, the journey ends. It's done right there, finishes. But Right there at that threshold, there are incredibly strong forces, Heather, that say, you can't do this. Mm -hmm. You are not worthy. You are not equipped. Stay there. Be cushy and comfortable and happy. And if we defy those, then amazingly, they drop away and the mysterious guide comes in and helps us to get on the journey into the world of adventure. Mm. Now, all of us have that, every single one of us. We have some beckoning to leave the known world and it's frightening because we like, we like the cushy, comfortable world. Yeah. But where we truly find ourselves and where we unleash hidden superpowers within us that that we, we can't unleash, we can't unlock them in the world that we're in. We've got to leave into the world of the unknown to realize one, that we have them, and two, to get the key that unlocks them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and ultimately, there's, I, I just love this. This was found by, or discovered by Joseph Campbell. And Right at the end of the adventure world, you find the treasure that you were looking for. You slay the dragon, you rescue the, the, the damsel or the prince, you, you get what you wanted from the journey. Mm -hmm. And then there's always a final test. Hmm. Something that flies unexpectedly out of the blue 
that puts you in a bind and you, and it's there that you finally gained what you secretly, secretly inside in the innermost part of your heart craved. Mm. Ah, so slaying the dragon is what you thought you wanted, but right after that is when you get what you never knew you wanted. Exactly. Ah. It's, um, it's really beautiful. In story, there's always a need and a want. The want is externally what we think we desire. Mm-hmm. And the need is the flaw within us that needs put aside so we can actually live fully, vibrantly with the freedom that we deeply crave. Hmm. I love this. And so you can't go back. The third phase, you really can't go back uh, without being changed. Right. And that's why the return phase, that third circle is... Mm -hmm. Heather, it's so incredibly powerful uh, because when we get back in Campbell's model, you would just come back and you're automatically changed and you change the world around you. And through experience and through uh, a lot of um, field work, I realized that's not the case. Mm. We have, I mean, if you and I go off on an adventure, and we have we we change our identities, we unleash the power within, we come back, and our family and loved ones and friends and everybody, they haven't been with us on the journey. And so they still have stories about who we were. Mm. They expect us to fall back into that old skin and and it's, it's really dangerous because it's like a tractor beam pole mm-hmm. taking us back. And if we're not careful, we can very quickly and easily slip back into those old ways and lose the hard-fought lessons we gained. That but if we're very good enough, yeah. say, no, I... Here's where I stand today and enroll people in our ongoing journey of growth. Then we become empowered to change the world we left behind. Mm. Wait, I really like this. So you're, you shed your skin, but a lot of times people will want to put you back in that box, right? They want to put you back in, into what, instead of just falling back into it, you, you help lead them to a higher level. Yeah, Mm. absolutely. And that is the, in my mind, that's the most critical phase Mm -hmm. because if we have an incredible journey and we open and awaken superpowers within, but then revert, then the journey was just a trip. Hmm. You know, it's like, hey, we went to Disneyland, had a great time. It was wonderful, good memories done yeah instead of being transformative where it opens new horizons new avenues stretching on endlessly before us Mm -hmm. so that we can consistently grow consistently accelerate that growth wow and now 
I love this. I love this. Now, how do you help people through that journey? I mean, I know that this is the work that you do. And, you know, do you go all the way back with them and help them, you know, release some of the fears and see why they need to do it? Or once they've made the decision, then you take them on the, tell us about how that works exactly. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's a good question. Heather, initially, I would just take people on journeys and figure they would get it. Yeah. And, uh, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. I, they had breakthroughs, but I wasn't doing enough to equip them the way they needed equipped. Mm-hmm. So now we, it, now it's a six-month process. It's basically a six-month coaching that we take them through where we help them identify and address their fears leading up to the adventure. We then go and on the adventure, we, you know, we go for seven or 11 or three or, you know, however long we go. And every day there are certain modules that we go through during the track. Mm -hmm. But then at the end of it, we help them identify their story. Mm. What was the big fear that you had? What was the biggest breakthrough you had during this journey? What did you end up slicing away from you that you thought you needed? And now how can you embed this into life going forward? Mm. And it ends up uh, at the end, after we get back, we have uh, about a month and a half or two of group work and individual work where we're, we're supporting each other, we're reinforcing each other's ongoing stories, and we address the kind of frustrations and fears and doubts that we have coming back. I think that is so, so important, Lane, because, you know, that's why I asked the question, because I could see how if they don't have help in making some of those connections and the mind would play tricks on people trying to get them back into their comfort zone. And so to be able to keep that expansion and see the beauty and see the benefit and continue taking actions is such a gift. I think that's really important. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm identified. I and I like the way you put that. Mm. Yeah, I you know, I I I kind of live this kind of thing. I don't go on, I don't, I don't go, you know, swimming in Iceland or or cycling across the United States, but it but I um I'm with you in this transformative journey and I I love it. it I'm very passionate about it. So uh, another thing, you know, with my From Fear to Fire uh, title for the podcast, my company's Find Your Fire, you know I'm kind of attracted to fire. So I have to ask you about your, your logo. It has fire in it. So what's that about? Oh, man, we, we are just kindred souls, right? At the <laughs> um, I love it. You know, it is a flame with a blue gear right in the center. Mm-hmm. And Lin-Manuel Miranda in Hamilton talks about the eye of the hurricane. Mm. There is a center about the fire that 
holds our truest identity. And it will call it, it demands that we go through the fire to access it. Um, mm. A really great example. I didn't, I didn't even realize this until the logo had come up. But one of the stories we tell is about the butterfly. And in the butter, you know, you think about a caterpillar. Mm-hmm. A caterpillar is slow, sluggish. They don't go very far. <laughs> and when they become the monarch butterfly, man, they fly thousands of miles. Mm-hmm. But in order to reach that state, you and I both know that it builds a cocoon and in there it, it shapeshifts. But what we don't always realize is that right there in the heart of its personal fire, it dissolves. It doesn't come out as the caterpillar with wings. Mm-hmm. It literally dissolves into this pile of goo that uh, has the DNA of a butterfly. But it cannot access that DNA unless it completely dissolves itself. Yeah. And so it's the same with the fire. With the fire, it, um, the, the other universal archetype is the phoenix. <laughs> That's right. I have a phoenix program for people just like going through this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. And so, so that's it. We, who we think we are is getting in the way and we've got to incinerate that and go through the fire of adventure in order to release the DNA of our true infinite potential. Mm-hmm. I love this. I think it's so, so, so powerful to, to help people see that not only is it possible to let go of what their perception was of what they they thought they were but to to dive into the unknown to have such faith in a future that is better that they that they're able to go through that transformation and it's just such a beautiful process and i know you see it when you do your tricks with your clients i see it with my clients in the phoenix it's just so beautiful to witness and to do ourselves right yes if you had one thing that you could tell our listeners that they could do right now one thing that they could think differently right now in order to kind of start this process, what would you sh- what would you ask them? What would you share with them? Oh, that's a great question, um, Heather. I would immediately say, take a different route to work. <laughs> I love it. Start training your mind to get off autopilot in some very small and simple ways, and the more we do it, the more we discover. Yes. Yeah, that's great. Now, I'm certain that there are some listeners out there that really would like to learn more about Way of the Hero and you and, you know, some of your stories. Do you have some of your stories on your site? Can you share that and and how people might be able to get a hold of you or anything else you want them to know? Sure. Yeah, thanks, Heather. My website is wayofthehero.com. 
And if you go there, you can read some of the accounts of people who have gone and they're not only snippets, you know, the sound bites that they have to say, but also you can click it. And there are some that have deeper stories of their breakthroughs. Mm. Which they, they've had some amazing, just amazing breakthroughs. And uh, like the, there was one, uh, he's uh he was on the executive team, the chief people officer of a rising star of a software company. And he thought, <laughs> he, he thought that we would have a nice trip. <laughs> and, uh, he was my first client ever. And when we finished and he ended up, we did like 600 miles through Scandinavia, ending in Norway. Mm-hmm. And that breakthrough uh, transformed him. And he came back and he said, man, this is growth times a bazillion. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I think I know who you're talking about, too. That's funny. I know you don't want to mention names, but I think I know this person. This is awesome. <laughs> Lane, you know, this for me has been pure joy. And I'm certain it has been incredibly stimulating for our listeners. Um, I'm really grateful that you came and shared your energy and your ideas. Do you have a, I guess, final parting words of wisdom, something that you want to make sure people know about? Uh, Yes. Yes. That's a, that's a great question. It is commitment. Once you unveil the me, the the dream, that call to adventure that each one of us has, there there is a level of commitment that unlocks the the universe. Mm. There was a guy who uh, who wrote about it, um, and he said, "Until one is committed, there's always hesitancy, the chance to draw back." But there's one universal truth, the element of which um, kills countless ideas and splendid plans. And that is that until one is committed, or once one is committed, then the universe opens. Mm -hmm. And all sorts of things occur to help one that would never otherwise have occurred. A whole stream of events issues from the decision raising in one's favor all manner of unforeseen incidents, meetings, and material assistance that no one would have dreamed would come their way. That is a truth. Mm -hmm. Whatever the dream is, or whatever the call to adventure is, I would encourage our listeners, commit to it. Even if you have no idea how it's going to come about. That, and that, that commitment, the galvanizing idea that you're going to do it no matter what, oh, it, it is a golden key that unlocks door to the universe. Oh, I have chills because I believe that so strongly. I think that we can achieve any what if we have a strong enough why and that commitment is the turning point. Um, 
It is the key, like you mentioned. I love that, Lane. What a great way to send us off. My goodness. Everyone, if you loved this show as much as I did, make sure to write us a review, share it with a friend, check out the show notes so that you can get a, a link to Lane's website, wayofthehero.com. Great stuff there. I can't wait to go check out some of those stories. Lane, thank you again so very much. Heather, thank you. It has been an absolutely delightful morning. I've wanted <laughs> to connect with you for so long because I just think the world of you and uh, appreciate you bringing me onto your show. Ah, uh, it's a win, win, win today. <laughs> Everyone have a beautiful day. Thank you. Thank you.